Hey, are you looking to start investing in the stock market? It's easy to get going, and I can teach you how to do it in six easy steps. That's right, just six easy steps to get your very first shares of stock. To find out how you can be one of the many people around the world buying and selling stock in the stock market, purchase Stock Super Simple today at lulu.com forward slash spotlight forward slash stocks super simple. That's lulu.com forward slash spotlight forward slash stocks super simple. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going down? It's your boy, Mr. Hurd, live and in full effect, holding down for anchor.fm forward slash 215. The Non-Stop Working Podcast, Philly's number one independent podcast. DAUS, the Divine Artistic United Society, and we're non-stop working. Just wanted to say uh, shout out to everyone really fast. All right, and give you a heads up. All right, the clip is going to begin. Uh, it got cut off in the beginning. All right, so a little bit of the audio was missing. I just didn't want you guys to think that was weird or anything like that. All right, so um, enjoy the segment. All right, and I'll talk to you guys on the other side. We're trending in over 42 countries and growing at our platform, anchor.fm forward slash 215, and over 110 countries at our website, www.daus.me. All right, so shout out to everybody who's been supporting all my nonstop workers out there. All right, artists, get with me. Make sure you holler at me, all right, so we can get your songs plugged in, all right, get you some free promotions going. Um, And uh, businesses, if you're out there, get with us as well. I want to talk to you today about uh, Jaguar Wright, all right? She's been lighting up the internet and the Twitter feeds and the tube. She's been lighting it up, all right? She's an artist from Philadelphia, all right? She's worked with uh, many different artists, um, you know what I'm saying? And uh, she's sounding off on the roots, She's sounding off on the roots. Um, really heavy stuff she's been dropping. You know, really heavy stuff she's been dropping. And um, I want to talk about it because a lot of the things that she's mentioning are really relevant things. I speak to a lot of the artists in the podcast and also, you know, I work with a lot of artists in the developing and producing and music and things like that. And there's so many things that they just don't understand. There's so many things that they don't get. You know, especially here in the city. You know, and um, the things that she's bringing up right now, you know, are part of a really interesting picture that not all of these artists are able to see. So I wanted to play one of the interviews of many now that she has out there where she's talking about some things and just kind of, um, you know, chime in a little bit as she goes along. All right. So I think it's really important if you're an artist out there to check out what she's saying. Um, And if you're and if you're here in the city of Philadelphia, understand that the things that she's saying matter right now. You know, it's not just old stuff she's talking about. It's the business and the way it works, period, you know? And um, I'm certain that the the industry will change from here. You know what I'm saying? And not everybody is going to be able to get that. Um, But what she's saying is critical in, in, in the time when we consider everything that's going on with the pandemic and the the pedo allegations and all of the bombings, just everything. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, let's check it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play this clip here. She's doing an interview. Let's see. Hang on. Um, So it's titled... Jaguar Wright exposes the roots in common among other horror stories. All right, this is on YouTube. I'm trying to see the page here. It says, in, right. so this is published August 10th, 2020 at really festreetstars.com All right, you can for booking um contact 
really fe productions 214 at gmail.com all right but let's check it out you really need no introduction but for those who are deaf dumb and stupid are just mad young well then i'm glad they don't know me <laughs> want to know why tell us why because it's nice to be new 20 years later hey man it's nice to be you new 25 years later people always oh i'm sorry i don't know who you are please that means i still got work to do that means i still got i got room to run see when everybody knows who you are now you got something to live up to and if you don't live up to that then you're old news i'm always new news always I go. I went on my feed today, and I, I, twenty people. I feel so bad. I never knew. I. Oh my God. I can't. I've been hearing that every year for twenty five years. See, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> it's not a sprint. Not at all. Hey man, tell us how you got your start. <laughs> right. You, we don't have. We don't have that kind of time. <laughs> Give it. Is there a summarized version? <laughs> I'll do my best to abridge it. Um, okay. I was born gifted into a family of gifted people that had no appreciation for the entertainment industry because my grandfather was a song and dance man and missed his big shot at the Cotton Club and never let anybody in the family forget it. Now, a lot of you might hear her and think that she sounds arrogant, boastful, but... I want y'all to know that there is a difference, okay? What you're hearing is wisdom. And though she has an attitude, it's because though she has an attitude, the wisdom is still there. And an attitude that she has is about going through some things and experiencing some things. And, and you know, not everybody understands that, you know what I'm saying? She said, I come from a family that didn't have an appreciation for the entertainment business because we had a family member who felt like he didn't, he missed his break and preached that. See, a lot of these new artists, they think everything is a game, but there's those of us who are really involved in the industry and they'll tell you all the time, it's not, it's not so fun and, you know, it's not so much fun in games. You know, it's, it's real. You know, that appreciation that these young folks have, it comes from a lot of the time not really being involved. You see, when they're like, I love it and I just want to be, and I just want to be a star. See, they're not involved enough to know that they, they, they can tone that down a little bit. So, I had the gift. Um, I sang before I spoke. The first sentence that came out of my mouth was a song. I didn't talk until I was four. I didn't trust people. At four, you didn't trust people? No. Damn. You should see my baby pictures. You should see my baby pictures. Damn. There is not a picture where I'm not like this. Am I lying? <laughs> Todd, will you tell him about the picture with me and my family picture and I'm sitting there looking at the camera like, what you looking at? I've been that way my whole life. I can't, I, I was born like this. So, um, yeah, I started playing piano at five. I became a concert piano by the age of 10. And, um... Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a long, sordid story. I sang in the church. I started uh, doing jazz quartets when I was 12 because I was the only person that was free during the summers, and I knew how to sing everything, Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, you know, the whole nine yards. So that's what I did for a summer job in music anyway. Um, and then uh, I decided I wanted to be a writer, and I, I, I decided I wanted to be an MC. That was my life. Did you get in the game as a writer first or, or as an artist? I got into the game as an MC first. Gotcha. What was your first song? I'm just curious. My first song? Your first, like the first My song. My first song released on the your radio? Your first song released on the radio. Can You Feel Me by the Fat Cat Click. Mm, Co-produced by Jay. Yep, 
From Philadelphia. <laughs> from Philadelphia. The fat cat click. And of course they thought they were being clever because they hired Jaguar to write the hook. And um, it was uh, co-produced by James Poyser, who is now on The Tonight Show, on The Fallon Show. Mm. Now, for all of you young folks out there, what she just described is a bit of her background, right? Some of her credentials. <laughs> like I'm, over here, I'm over here shaking. Look, for you young guys who are like, I've just been rapping three months. I've just been doing this for a couple of this and I'm jumping in there. I'm hot. I'm about to blow. Listen, if you can't do what she just did, listen, she didn't even list a lot, but to your three months, to your six months, she's the shit over you based on that background. And I'm, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why in your six months, you haven't experienced shit compared to what she just described, that little bit. Because the game doesn't even function the same way anymore. So when you like, oh, well, you know, I did a couple shows here and I got a tape. No, man. The game different for you new guys, for you dudes just arriving. For you rappers, not entertainers. It's different for you, you drop it on SoundCloud dudes. See, you can do this from your living room so you can pipe yourself up. This was a time where you had to affiliate yourself with the right folks and establish yourself with people actually doing things to have access. So a lot of the new guys right now have imaginary careers. They have imaginary careers. That's crazy. So, so you got that was on the first record. So you got on as a, a solo MC first yes. out of Philadelphia. Yes. Right. Um, from there, what happened? Like, I mean, did, did that propel you to a different level to get noticed from different people? There's so or? many, you see, like I said, it's a hard story to tell because right. there's so many facets to it. Um, I started, I started interning at Philadelphia International Records, the sound of Philadelphia for, you know, my, my, my godfather in music, my uncle Kenny Gamble and Leon mm. Huff when I was 11 years old. Mm. So I was actually in the studio. I, I got to see Phyllis Hyman sing Meet Me on the Moon. Mm-hmm. I got to see her record that record. Mm-hmm. I was empty in trash cans. I thought Uncle Kenny was being cruel because he put me on the trash detail. What I figured out later was it put me in every room, so I got to see every session. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up with Gerald Levert. I, he was my first mentor as a writer. Um, I started writing for him, me and Scott Storch, when we were kids, and um, you know, Gerald was a friend. You know, he, he was my everything on so many different levels. Now, that's normally how, in entertainment, talent was groomed. Normally, when you were talented, there was, no, there was people who were already involved. You got with them, and they put you to work. She said, I was there interning. My job was to take out the trash, right? And when you're there, you always think that you're being punished, that you're being mistreated. Then later you realize you were given a gift. I've had the same experience. With whom, I won't say, but I'll say to you guys this. Every legitimate artist in the city has this same story how did you begin in music? It's some type of tale like this, where, yo, oh, I, I got in under such and such, and I did the shit work. And I learned the game. I learned the business that way. Oh. And I'll tell you this. Every legitimate artist is involved, in this city especially, if they're legitimate, whoever put them on, they're all connected. They're all connected Five friends apart, 10 friends apart, 15 friends apart. 
couple organizations apart because it's not a huge circle, it's a small one. The circle that's huge is the imposter circle. The circle that's huge is the opportunist circle. But the authentic circles, those are small. Recipes, Gerald Levert, uh, Love and Consequences. My mama used to jam that every day while she was cooking. And that, I that's saw that classic. album, man. Hey, that's big for me right there. I no saw lie. that album, man. That album a classic. Uh, Gerald, I'll never forget one day, he came into the studio when we were writing at Sigma, and this was when me and Scott were dating, and um, briefly, Scott Storch. And, um, oh, Scott like brown sugar. Scott likes the black women. Huh? That's all he likes. Unfortunately, he likes used vagina rather than pristine vagina. So me and him didn't last long. Well, when you start dating porn stars, when you start dating porn stars, I was like, nigga, you like everything brand new except for pussy. But what you, are you can doing? Can you blame the white man for wanting some black porn star vagina? You don't bring Heather Hunter home and try to and try to wife her up. Yes, you do. Why? <laughs> She brought her work home with her. She's talking about Scott Storch, if y'all don't know. You gotta make sure y'all miss that. Yeah. Trust me, you don't want to come home. Oh, honey, we're almost finished recording this scene. She said she was, she, um, when she was interning, um, Scott Storch was, was working too, and she started dating Scott Storch or whatever. You don't want to see your girl like that. <laughs> you seen this generation of women we doing right now? See, you know what? You just proved it. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. And you want to know why I can say that? Because I remember a time when being a drug addict was a bad thing. Thanks. I remember a time where being a caught up hoe ass chick was not the thing you wanted to be. See, I don't know what happened in music. Um, we went from high vibration to low vibration, and somewhere along the way, being a drug addict with no fucking vocabulary, ran through at 25, ready to die, played out like a fucking jerry curl. It's cool. Now I want to point out, now I wanted everybody to hear that, especially. This is something that I talk about in all of the shows and a lot of the podcasts. I've worked with plenty of female artists and I try to push I try to help them see this she said I don't know what happened she said we went from high vibration to low guys and she's going to talk about it so I'm not going to explain it but already have in other shows but all of the women in the business who understood that high vibration they got out of there they put on ice. They threw in a back burner. You understand? And Lauren Hill was one of them, right? Right? Rod Digger. You know? Bahamadia. All of these super dope artists, right? They try to put on ice. Right? Why, though? Why? Because there were women with integrity in the business that wouldn't go for any and everything. You see what I'm saying? Yo. This is just like one of them speaking up now. And I'm sure you're gonna hear from many. You know, and that's where I want folks to pay attention to the things she's saying. Oh, it sounds like she's snapping, but what she's describing is this, you know, the machine, you know? But very real. What happened to all of the high vibrational artists? Where did they go? And we were Generation X. I don't understand that. I don't understand these girls. Uh, I, I was having this conversation with somebody, and I had a theory. I felt like 
as a people, we've gotten to well, the younger generation. Well, all of us, not all of us, but young and middle, we've gotten to a point to where we're just so sad that any type of stimulant. Oh, um, you're not sad. Oh, okay. Sadness is an emotion. Back. You feel no emotions. You are all numb to life. You have been trained to be numb to life. You have been desensitized beyond your comprehension. So you can't use words like emotions when you don't have them. You're not sad. It is sad, though, that you have the loudest voice in the world and you'd rather be mumble rappers than show people how brilliant you are. Mm-hmm. Amen. You'd, ra- you'd rather be dumb for money Amen. than be brilliant for legacy. Amen. Where's she lie? It's sad. Bad. I mean, I can go back and remember some of my first rhymes from when I was... I remember when we went through the whole don't curse era. Right. Right. You know, don't curse era was early 90s. Nobody was cursing in rhyme. We wanted to show how smart we were. We were. I carried a thesaurus and um, a dictionary in my backpack with me Listen. every day. Yo, she ain't lying. Right? It's super dope artists. Philly got all of these super dope artists, right? Super dope artists. Cats like Aflo Los, cats like Whirlwind, right? Who won't get the mainstream attention or wouldn't get the attention, right? Because of things like, oh man, because of the industry desiring to focus more attention on the shoot 'em up bang bang trap da 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 you dig it and this is what she's talking about right now a bit of a bit of that hey i've read the dictionary 15 times i've read each thes- each thesaurus from webster's to the to the no name brands about 25 see, times see they pushed all the intelligent folk out because i wanted my vernacular to be so tight See. But y'all school system was probably a little bit better than the South. When I first, and see, and this was back when I was on my organized confusion, like, organized confusion, they were the revolution when hip-hop was changing, you know. And um, I had a song that I wrote called Soul Snatcher. Right, I did it for, um, go for the abortion, extortion, my middle name. She played the game and I, it was funny because I was talking earlier about it, how at one point in time in the city, everybody was like, yo, Jaguar the MC, she hot, she hot. I don't know why no Jaguar the singer. It got to the point where people were arguing about who the real, I don't know about no fucking fake singing, bitch. Jaguar is an MC. And then when they would meet me at the, the trade shows or at the, they were like, well, are you Jaguar the singer or are you Jaguar the MC? Mm-hmm. I was like, I am. You, what do you mean you are? I am all of those things. That's all you? And then, you know, the gimmick with singing and rapping females became hot. Missy and then Lauren. And Honestly, I sat down with my Uncle Kenny and I was like, I can't do both because everybody's doing both. It's a gimmick. It's not going to make me special. What, what, what do I need to do? He said, pick a lane and drive steady. That's what Kenny Gamble said to me. Pick a lane and drive steady. So I, I chose singing. Do you think that was hindsight being 2020? Do you think that was good advice or of bad advice? Of course it was. Hmm. Who wants to be a female rapper with the shelf life? Hmm. Mm-hmm. A female, a female rapper's shelf life at maximum is Listen, 12 years. 12 years, she uh, said. By then you either have to have an acting career or a product. You understand? Otherwise you're done. You understand? Who's booking Rod Digger? Like I said, <laughs> you have a shelf life, and then by that time, you, need. you have to have something else. Mm-hmm. Luther Andros died a vocalist. Whitney Houston died a vocalist. How many female MCs you know died a female MC? What? See, they, they get you to put your ass in your titties, you know, all out, all go. over the place, see? It didn't used to be that way. Dig See, it? being the sexy, cute tomboy used to be the way. And then Biggie Smalls came in with Jessica Rabbit. Dun, dun, dun. Blue Kim. What I find interesting is that for the past 25 years, everybody's been trying to be Little Kim and all Little Kim 
was a figment of Biggie's imagination. And that's what Kim told you. He figured all men probably get off on the same shit that I do. We can make a lot of money. And now everybody wants to be this archetype. Dun, dun, it wasn't dun. until Little Kim that sex played a factor in whether or not a woman got signed. Now, again, the Megan Thee Stallion, the Cardi B's, right? What are they trying to be? What are they? What is the image we see? And when we're like, where did this come from in hip-hop? And why did this happen? Well, here's the sister telling you. And she, among many, represent the other side. When we're like, where is the other side? All right, we see all of the sex and the raunty, da, da, da. where are the other women in the business? Where are they? How come they ain't in the business? She's talking about what happened. She's talking about where they are. She's like, first of all, we right here. This is what them went down. Absolutely. And I need to start all over like I'm two years old and relearn life again. Yes, you do. That takes dedication. Yep. Because see, most of you are comfortable yep. in the lives that you live. Yep. You like your party, you like your car, you like your girlfriend, you like this, you like that. What if I told you that in order to become a billionaire, you would have to be homeless first? Mm -hmm. See, Believe that. look at what she's, what she's saying. Like I told you guys, if you're an authentic artist here and you actually in the mix... You've learned these lessons. What she's giving you is a lesson. And it's what you have to learn. It's what all of us are given, like I said. If you are actually in this, you know that lesson. Why? Because you've been stripped away. Yo, you have to go. You have to realize you don't know shit. And you need to throw out what you think you know and learn it the right way. And the cats that's involved right now, oh, they don't know it the right way. They're emotionless. They're not really fully functioning. They're chasing dope and highs, selling ass and titties. Why are they doing that? Because the industry has now fixed it for them to do it that way. And that's what she's saying. Why is she seem so angry? Is it because it's ridiculous? Well, who's she calling? What's she mad about? She's mad because she's trying to tell the community, the black family, oh, it's some folks that's pushing the bullshit. Black family, and that's what she's saying. That's what her rampage is about. That's what her snapping and teeing off and sounding off is about. Would you do it? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Am I guaranteed to become a billionaire? Just ask. What guarantees do you have in life other than your hard work and sweat? What other guarantee do you have? Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, see, do you see how you went with that? Before you actually said whether or not you could commit to it, you had to you, you had to have a um, um a, back, a backup plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you're going home today. Everybody wants guarantee. Everybody wants an instant gratification. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen for me. It's going to be this way. Yet the best things that happen in life are surprises. Want to know why? Because you didn't know them. You want to know why you didn't know them? Because if you had known them, you'd have fucked it up. Mm -hmm. That's why God don't let us see certain things. Because he knows as human beings, we are designed to hate ourselves. Now, also, I want y'all to understand something. 
this sister just brought up God. She's brought up God. How many times do you see the women in the industry get on a microphone, get a camera in front of them, get bright lights on them, get to start talking about their money, their flashy stuff and all of that, and do you hear them talk about God? How many of the times do you hear them testify? You feel me? You see? Oh, she crazy. She just mad about something. Are y'all listening to the things she's saying and what she's talking about? Or are you guys trying to get caught up in the delivery? Are y'all hearing what she's saying? Are y'all judging her character based on the right things? Are y'all hearing the messages she's bringing forward? testimony right is like when she's saying all of this like my family did this you know and I did that and I was I was here and I was there again you might think it's being arrogant but she's trying to let you understand that I'm not really doing this for money I already understood that I already understand big house wealthy <laughs> you know what I'm saying and there's many a people out there like that then you have people in it you have people out here who are the opportunists, right, who are desperate and ready to do any and everything because they feel like, like she said, hopeless, numb. You understand what I'm saying? Not really experiencing life. You hear how she said, why did you want to be in the projects or on the streets? Because there were hugs. There was oatmeal cream pies. That sounds trivial to someone who's not evolved. But what she's talking about is 
a desire for a different life experience. I wasn't in the projects because I wanted money. I liked the experience of hugs and oatmeal cream pies and double dutch and da 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 da. But we got some people who are out here who are out here in the same place with the hugs and the oatmeal cream pies and they just mad as shit about it. And they like, man, if I could get to a centurion drive, I would love it. If I could get to a big house and a da 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 da. And that's what she mentioned when she said, I would bring my friends. And my friends would be like, what? See? See, not all black folks are struggling. Not all black folks are poor in the mind. Not all black folks are unhappy with life and their conditions. Some black folks know exactly how to appreciate life. And when they speak, they sound different. Some people put all of their fear and their trust in God. And they talk and they walk and they sound different. Their desires are different. Their ambitions are different. He was the street. Right. Just like Bahamadia is, she the street. Some niggas live in the streets. Some niggas just are the streets. Thanks. Right. There's a difference. So, so hip-hop, the roots, all of that. At the time the roots were approaching me, we had just started Black Lily. I figured it would be a good shot to build up my name in Manhattan. I didn't expect it to get as big as it did. It got huge. Right. <clears throat> Lines wrapped around the corner week for week for week. Right. You could walk through anywhere in lower Manhattan and people say, who you going to see on, you going to see Jaguar? Yeah, and you said you built that up from being the person that was first and everybody end up wanting to see you to the point where you had the headline. I had to go on last. <laughs> right, you had the headline. Mani the, the, the Roots management didn't make me the headliner. Right. The owner of the club did. Right. Because the bar was losing money because every time I got on stage, the club emptied out. Right. They had to put me on last. It was a smart business decision. So, so from that, right, mm -hmm. I know Meg Thee Stein, she had a quote that said, black women are so unprotected, right? And just hearing your story, it sounds like the same case. Like nobody. It's not just black women either. It's well, that's women. true. That, that's that's a fact. But you know, me being a black person, I'm just gonna target. You know, I got it. Focus but you on... know what though? I'm gonna tell you something right now. When a woman gets raped, it doesn't matter what fucking color she is. Oh, okay. So, okay. That's... Hurt pussy is hurt pussy. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Ain't got shit to do with color. That's a fact. That's a fact. Cause they rape a black one, they rape a white one, they rape an Asian one, and then guess what? Some of these women have children from their rapes. And now you got a mixed kid who's confused, product of a rape with a mother that doesn't really know how to love him. Like, I am not saying that we don't have to be cognizant as African Americans. I'm saying the biggest problem with this fucking country is that that shit actually matters. Right. I'll never forget when I first got sent to London. I was getting in too much trouble in them streets, see? And I had to go to London. And I'm sitting there looking at interracial couples. Man, black is tall, woman, white is white as snow. And I was the only fool staring because I was the only American present. This is the only country where your color matters, which is why I'll be retiring in France. I will not get old in America. America doesn't like old people. <laughs> That's crazy. So... That, that whole experience, like... That's why you got to travel and see some shit. Like you said, that's, that's, that's some deep thing. You know, right? That's deep. You know I'm what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you something right now. It's common. It is that's common. Crazy. That's crazy. Do you, is it... So how are these how are these people able to keep going on with the career? What do you mean? Doing these heinous what crimes? Do, what do you mean? Like, I'm just saying... You ain't like, never had a boy that you know did a whole bunch of dirt and you let him make it? You telling me that never happened? You never had somebody in your life who you know was dirty, who you know did dirt, and you let him make it? I, hear, I see what you're saying, but... Think about that on a corporate level. Right. On a corporate level. What's your AC acting R. like it's all a shocker? the first corporately sponsored pedophile in the United States. Everybody knew. That's why I couldn't really watch that documentary because half of the people that was in there, I can't believe he did it. Nigga, you used to go get the bitches too. I watched you, dog. 
watched y'all make these deals. Don't nobody want to talk about Aaliyah. Don't, don't nobody want to talk about that. Let's talk, let's talk about it. There's certain things about that I won't talk about. <laughs> I'll let Dame Dash talk about it. See, that's his business. Hey. And when he's ready to talk about it all, I'll corroborate every word that he says. But it's not my story to tell. I ain't got but nothing to say real. about none of that. I'm just going to... Uh... How does a 14-year-old girl get married and no adult in the family knew? Wait, no. I am going to say something about this. Uh, I keep saying to folks, see, we're talking about God-fearing people versus people that don't know God at all oftentimes. And I always mention that the parents are never brought up. Parents are never held accountable. And I want you all to understand that people will do a lot of things for money People will do a lot of things for money. It's not many of us that will say we'll turn down money. I will. I have. It's not a big deal. Oh, but I know people, man. And it frightens me. It frightens me knowing that folks will do just about anything for money. You say to a person who's 45 and who've never had 10 grand, I'll give you $15,000. You think they won't take it to do whatever you're talking about? To look another way, especially something as simple as look the other way. Hey, you don't got to do anything other than act like you don't know. Who wouldn't do that, right? Right? say something earlier to the effect of um, it's fucking awful what they did to that woman it's fucking awful she was amazing Aaliyah was amazing yeah, she really if she was. hadn't been alive now there's a lot of people that wouldn't have jobs funny how that worked out for some people you know one thing I learned um, about in jail when I was in jail fighting clear my name I learned how to move niggas around, see. See, when you in county jail, you want to really survive and be cool, you got to learn how to move people around. Oh, this chick won't be a problem. She likes to fight over the ice. Hmm. What code violation can we set her up for? See, I don't, you know. Uh... Oh, you got to go to PC. You learn. They do the same shit in the industry. Yes, they, move they do. Around. You know, it's all fun until the rabbits got the gun. Uh, I heard you say earlier that um, this shit doesn't, the music shit doesn't really bother you because you were so busy being great at other things. Yes. Right. <laughs> How is it that you are able to have gone through so much things that were physically had put? Have people in like facilities? How do you still? How are you still able to cope? Because it this was you know. It oh, sounds I had like a nervous PTSD. breakdown. Yeah, it sounds like PTSD almost. What do you mean? I've had PTSD since I was seven years old. I'm from North Philly. Yeah, that's, that's facts. North Philly is PTSD on steroids injected into your neck. First time I saw the man killed in front of me, my uncle did it. He blew a hole through somebody. All I know is we was playing jacks on the step. I heard a man running, screaming, no, no. And he jumped over our head. He took off running. He didn't make it but 50 paces. And then I seen the hole go through. And then I, heard, I felt the smoke and, and, and the gunpowder fall on my head. I was three years old. First time I seen a man's guts all over the concrete where we played jacks and hopscotch. I know what it's like to have your cousin high on LSD, acid and everything else, and accuse you of stealing money that's sitting there right in front of you and bend you over and sodomize you for stealing what is right there in his face because he's too high to see it. And then dump you in a closet and tell you to go to sleep. That was 10. Fuck you been through. I ain't been through shit. It gets worse. <laughs> 
it gets worse. Imagine sitting in your living room, minding your business, watching uh, Mari Povich or something. Back then it was Richard Bay. And five men come through your front door and they stay for two days. And we didn't talk about the weather. I've been through more things than, than most of you will ever fucking be able to understand or know. I know what it's like to wonder whether or not when that door come up, are they going to let me out or are they going to blow my fucking brains out? Y'all niggas is soft. Y'all kids, you're fucking soft. You like to shoot up everybody and shoot up everything because you don't know how to fight. I wish a nigga would try me even right now. I wish a nigga would. I could use the practice. I'm like I said, they definitely needed to get all of these type of sisters out the game. Can you imagine? Can you imagine folks trying to push up on sisters like this? Like, yo, we want to do this, that, and the third with your contract. Can you imagine the kind of the kind of business they was finna give these executives? They needed they needed more cooperative folks. I talked about this. They needed folks who are gonna play ball. Serious. Life has been serious for me. Yeah. Let me ask you this: like any 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 female entertainer or artist trying to do music, right? Yeah. What would be your advice to them? You know Don't. what I mean? Oh. Unless you built for it. I would never wish this career on any woman. Don't unless you built for it. There's only three it. different kinds of careers in this world where a woman's safety and, 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 and respect for her body are, are totally disregarded. Strippers? <sighs> and I tell this to every female artist that I work with. Is that what you want to go be involved in? And when I try to create the picture for them, they think that I'm being crazy. Well, everybody career ain't like that. And everybody, I'm not, I'm not talking about what you saying. You see, you talking about potential for great good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I'm trying, I'm trying to help you understand what something's about. That industry is about that. It is about this kind of nonsense. Well, well, well. And I'm like, yo, and it's a million sisters that have been saying it for the longest. they like, uh. She said, I wouldn't wish it on nobody. That's what I try to tell every artist. Yo, I'm, I'm all for you making art, but understand what entertainment business is if you're claiming you want to be at the top of that. Why? Because you don't have to be at the top of that to have a successful life, to be a healthy, sane, functioning person. Sex workers and female entertainers. We are treated no different than prostitutes because we're entertainers. Well, that's what, that's what the word actress used to mean back in the 1800s. It meant prostitute. used to say it best they come and they love me while I'm on stage and then I go and I take the I take the, the clothes off and it's just me and the bag of bones mm -hmm. wondering when it'll all be over Judy Garland said that about her experiences she was in one of the greatest American films of all time you remember what's the name of the movie The Wizard of Oz if you knew how many times they took a piece out of her while she was going down the yellow big road, she was probably clicking them damn shoes, hoping that they worked for real. Or how many young child stars get passed around at parties? If you actually knew the stories about Michael Jackson. If you actually knew what they do to children what they did to my, 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 my 
very close friend, Latoya Gaines, Rosie Gaines' daughter from New Power Generation. Her and Tevin Campbell were very close. I, I know Tevin, but we're not friends. Him, him and Latoya were friends. How does a boy with a voice like that, that had the records that he had, that could have easily transformed into one of the greatest male vocals of all time, end up prostituting himself for drugs and change on Hollywood Boulevard? How does that happen with a gift like his? My advice to any female who wants to get into this business, have a thick skin, do not drink alcohol, never get high in front of anybody, keep somebody close to you that you know at all times, summer. Has anybody bothered to ask why she all of a sudden became claustrophobic and couldn't perform anymore because she had anxiety? Yeah, she got anxiety. Somebody touched her. I don't know it for a fact, but I've seen it in a, I heard it in, I know, I know the sound. I can look in a woman's eyes and tell when she's been touched. She don't trust none of the people that she around, so she just gonna stay off the road, you see. Now, for every name that I can tell you that you know, I can give you about 55 to 1 of all the ones that didn't make it but got the stories. Mm -hmm. See, those are the ones. Those are the worst ones. Because you got ran through, you got you went through all of that, and then you made it to the deal, and then and then you ain't get no deal. But but you got all the horror stories though. That's why women in this game go so hard. This is my spot. It's my spot, and it's worse in hip hop than it is in singing. Guard your loins. Until we find a way to change the way women are treated in this industry, guard your loins. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. If I go to work and I sing my heart out and I do a concert and I got to do the meet and greet and I got to do to this and I got to do to that and yada, 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 whoop-de-whoop-de-woo, when I get on my bus, I'm going to be what? I'm going to be tired, right? I'm going to want to get some sleep, right? Right. Thanks. Am I going to want to see a whole bunch of noise and hear a whole bunch of foolishness? So me walking into a fucking gangbang and niggas saying, oh, let me move out the way with right. your dick in somebody's mouth. Right. Nonsense. You could get in your bunk. Fucking foolishness. You I don't know who juice is laying all over this shit. Who the fuck want to deal with that? Really? All got to worry about whether or not when I get in my bunk, if somebody's going to cry, climb in my bunk with me. Goofy ass shit. It's the only fucking profession where women can be sexually assaulted and there's nobody to go to because whoever they would go to Don't give would rather make the money than do what's right. That's how R. Kelly became R. Kelly. Money over morals. What morals? It's the music industry. Where the mo wait, what That's morals? Not what they do there. They're choosing money over morals. Listen to me. It's deeper than that. It's not even money. See, it's power. Mm -hmm. It's I'm somebody. It's dominion. Is y'all saw me there? Did y'all see my picture? Of course I am. So it did, did you like this praying and like how do you? How did you get to this? Because it was a lot mm. to carry. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of burden to carry. You know what I mean? Like, Alcoholism for a while. You know, I, I used to think I was taking a drink and the pills to numb the pain in my back because I have severe scoliosis. Right. It was to numb my head. Because I would walk off those buses and leave those girls there. I would walk out of those hotel suites and leave those girls there knowing what was going to happen to them. And I didn't say shit because I had to keep my mouth shut so I could keep my spot. And see, and it's, and it's a lot of, it's so hard to get young women to understand this because they think, well, I like sex. I like guys. I like money. Why not? You know, you can't teach people certain consequences, right? 
you know, but it's like the entertainment business is party and bullshit. That's what it is. It's not be fair to people. It's not treat people nice. It's big bags. And when you really understand and step back, it's a bunch of people wanting a bag. You know, it's oftentimes people without money wanting money. Friends, family, fans, help, maids, car dealers. You feel me? When, when you show up to the car dealership and you want to get your car detailed, they just see you as the rich person with this car. Damn, how can I get some more money from this person? You see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a corrupt way of not just, oh, entertainment business making music. It's a corrupt way of living. And this is the thing that folks don't want to acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? What's really happening? Well, there's a corrupt way of living that's being promoted. Let me see what she says for a minute. Speaking of um, scoliosis, you, you came up um, with your own products. Yes. Triple D. Yes. Uh, Triple D Cafe. Yes. Um, CBD, um, your own brand that you made, you said that it actually helped you deal with some of that pain. Oh, correct? absolutely. Especially oh. my salve. I mean, my salve is a miracle. It's infused with sour diesel, CBD. CBD sour diesel. Okay. All right, so she yeah, got some, smell it. some products yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. <laughs> On camera. Does anybody have any aches and pains? She goes in about the roots and some stuff. I don't know if she does you have it here. The, the cooking, the salve, the treatments. Um, yeah. Uh, that's excellent. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I mean, the truth is, is I'm just, I'm an urban legend in real life. Mm. I've always been there. I'm always there. I still pay people for information in the streets where I don't live. That's how much I like to know what's going on in the world. You know, I'm just, I'm G'd up. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. For anybody who want to that wants to do any type of work with you, whether it be the product. I'm a G, man. Oh, I thought that was throat. Um, super dope artist. Um, can quickly talk. All right, so I think I just messed that up. All right, so that's, let me see. But he still works for her. She Harriet Tubman, yo. And she told people she was going to get them to the promised land. So I don't know. And it's All right, but so that was Jaguar, right, guys? I want y'all to check her out. She's been online snapping, talking about a lot of things. Um, and if you can stomach to listen through some of the harder stories that she has to tell, you know, she did touch on some of them just here, but she goes into um, details about a lot of other Stories and accounts, she mentions Common. Uh, she talks about Erica Badu. Um, she mentions uh, Jill Scott. You know, a lot of different folks she's, she's kind of sounding off on. So check it out and let me know what you think, all right? Um, ladies, if you're interested in being involved in the arts and entertainment business, fellas as well, um, really do your research, all right? We've been saying this for years, but do your research, understand what's going on. You don't have to be... Uh, tied down or involved in in uh, a corrupt business you know what i'm saying into in a, in a corrupt industry to be successful producing music and creating art you don't have to do that all right you just have to be more knowledgeable okay you have to take more accountability you have to take more responsibility and be willing to to be patient and delay gratification which is the way that all of the people that you see at the top have gotten there, you know, in some way or another, they've done those things, all right? So this is Mr. Hurd signing off, anchor.fm4 slash 215. All right, make sure you guys continue to tune in, share our links, share the links to um, the podcast with your friends and on your platforms. Artists get with me, businesses get with me, all right? And we're out here non-stop working. Third base, the hit out. Third base, third, third. You already know it's your boy, Mr. Hurd. Ladies, this one's for you. Bringing you.
you those jams. You would have to be crazy to not like something. Buy it now on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, and more. I used to just do it on Android. Now everybody got the iPhone. All y'all got the iPhone. So ain't no excuse.